Hello and welcome back for another episode as we go through the weekly Torah portion. I have to start. My name is Rabbi Menachem Landa. I want to start by saying um, thank you for being here and also for holding on. It's been a few weeks since I did my most recent episode and podcast. There's been a lot going on in our community uh, during this joyous month of Adar that we are nearing the end. Today is the 28th of Adar. 28 in Hebrew is Chafchet. Uh, which uh, stands for Koach, the strength of Adar. The Adar is the month of joy. And during this joyous month, uh, we were able to close and purchase uh, a community center for our wonderful community here in Chabad of Novato. Uh, so it's been a little hectic with that. Also on a personal note, um, just around a month ago, I lost my uh, dear father who returned his soul to our maker. Um, so I was busy, of course, with that. But um, I can't wait uh, to dedicate this Torah read, this Torah thought in honor and memory of my father, Ben Zion Ben Yaakov. And uh, thank you for joining. So this week's Torah portion is actually a double portion. It's Vayakel and Pikudei. It's the final two portions of the book of Exodus, the book of Shemot, which means we conclude the book, the second book of the Torah. And next Shabbat, we'll actually be beginning the third. And the custom is in synagogues when we read uh, the finale of each of the five books, which is this week, we actually end off by saying, Chazak, Chazak, Venit Chazek, which means be strong, be strong, and may we be strengthened because our true strength doesn't come from bench lifting or from uh, weight lifting. It comes from uh, Torah. So let's glean strength and inspiration from each other um, on this um, thought of the weekly Torah portion. Here it goes. In this week's Torah portion, we learn about the princes, the leaders. In Hebrew, they were known as the Nasi, which is one prince, or Nesi'im, which were the princes, the 12 princes, uh, each one uh, the leader of their tribe, of the 12 tribes of Israel. And how in the concluding reading of the second book, we are constructing the Mishkan, the sanctuary, the temple for God. And this came as a result of, uh, God forbid, the sin of the golden calf, which we read about last week. As an atonement, Moshe came down the mountain with the second set of tablets on Yom Kippur in the year 2449 of creation. Um, Less than a year after we left Egypt, received the Torah, and now begins the construction of the sanctuary, the Mishkan. And the campaign begins, people are contributing um, gold, silver, copper, materials, everything that was needed for the temple, for the, for the sanctuary in the desert, was being, contri- was being donated by the Jewish people. The princes, they were watching this all happening. They were even encouraging people to give. But they thought to themselves, let's hold off. The leaders had a meeting and they said, the 12 leaders, we will wait to see what is missing. Let everyone give what they want with generosity. Whatever is lacking will fill, will fulfill whatever is left over. Um, what ended up happening, the Jews were so inspired to give and they gave with such generosity. We actually saw a similar type of generosity right here with our campaign to build and to grow and to buy our community center that um, it was all done. It was, we, so let me take that back. It wasn't all done for us. We still got ways to go, but we were able to close on the building. But in the times of Moshe, the verse says there was even some extra left over that they, they had the excess of what they were uh, even expecting. The princes felt, oh my gosh, we lost our chance. They had nothing to give. And they were a little downhearted. They were a little saddened that they um, missed out. 
And uh, Rashi quotes from uh, the Torah, from the commentaries, from the Talmud, uh, in the name of Rabbi Natan, that says that uh, they felt a little down that they were they weren't as eager to give. They were more encouraging others, but they held off. So that was by the building of the temple of the of the sanctuary. So by the inauguration ceremony, they were actually the first to give. There was things that were needed for the priestly clothing for the Kohen Gadol. It was the uh, stones, the onyx stones and the special emeralds or jewels that were needed for the breastplate. And uh, they were the, the, the leaders in this circumstance were the first ones to give. They felt we were last before and we ended up not being able to give any. So over here, we have to make sure we don't miss our opportunity. And they were the first to give. So that's the story. In fact, when the leaders are mentioned in the Torah... They're, again, like I said at the beginning, they're known as Nisi'im. Um, a letter of their name is actually missing. It's missing the letter Yud. A Nasi is made up of the letters Nun, Sin, Yud, Aleph. And the Yud from their name was actually missing um, as a uh, kind of a punishment or from the fact that they were lacking in their alacrity of giving. So that's the idea, but I would love to uh, zone in on this and uh, get an insight that is relevant for me and for you, and for each and every one of us. Because in truth, each and every one of us, whoever is listening to this, you are a leader in your surroundings. You're a leader, of course, over your own mind, your thought, your feeling, your speech, your action. But you're also a leader in your home, your households, in your family. You may have a leadership position where people listen and respect you. In your workforce, in your work environment, in your neighborhood, in your community, uh, we each our leaders in our sphere, in our surroundings. And we each have to learn a lesson from the leaders um, uh, how to act and maybe, not, and, and maybe how to not act. So let's start like this. When a person is a leader, one of the most important things is to actually forget that you are a leader. When I say forget that you are a leader, I don't mean ignore the fact that you're a leader, shun it or run away from it. That's what happened with Moshe at the beginning of the book of Shemot, and God was actually upset at that. God says, you are the person to lead, so you can't run away from it. But you need to remember, so you have to remember your obligation to be a leader, but not to have too big of a sense of privilege. Because when you think too highly of yourself, of your position, it can actually cause a flaw in what you're supposed to be doing. A person may think, I get so many people to do so much good. I inspired other people to, to give, to learn, to perform acts of goodness and kindness, that I feel somewhat absolved from doing the good myself. I'm overseeing so much of the work that I could pat myself on the back and say, look at all the good that I multiplied uh, by my encouragement of others. And a lot of times that sense of self can actually destroy your leadership altogether. And a key ingredient in leadership is to actually have what in Hebrew is called, in Kabbalistic terms, is called bitul, which is selflessness, humility, almost self-abnegation, almost surrendering your, yourself and allowing the truth to speak through you. So that you don't have that awareness of your privilege all you feel is the responsibility and the need for it to get done. Bitul, in this sense, this, this sense of selflessness, 
is actually going to be the vaccine to safeguard the leader from becoming corrupt. Without Bitul, sometimes it gets to your head. Sometimes you get, you feel so privileged and uh, it gets to you. And it gets you on a high horse where sometimes it gets almost impossible to, to get off. And uh, that's the beginning of a downfall of a leader. Uh, for a leader, a must, person always must remember that the main part of your leader leadership is actually Bitul. It actually says by a, a king, a Jewish king, Every single Jew is supposed to have a uh, participation in the writing of a Torah, but a Jewish king is actually supposed to have a second Torah, just private for themselves, because wherever they go, they have to carry this Torah with them. For them to remember that all they are is, in truth, a mirror for people to really reflect and to get a, a greater sense of God. For that to happen, the king of the Jewish people must be even more humble than the rest. By the Amidah, many of you are familiar, you actually bow, you, you bend your head slightly forward a few times to be humbled in front of God. But it says by a king, they bow at the beginning and they remain bowed. Their head remains bent for the entire Amidah because the humility needed by the top is even stronger. So as leaders, um, we have to have this bitul, this sense of selflessness. And by the Nisim, by the princes in the desert, on a refined level, they were lacking on this bitul. Because they thought to themselves, they're encouraging others to be able to give to the campaign, to the building of the temple, that they sat back a little bit, they held back, and decided, let's wait it out, let's see what everyone else can do. We're already doing good by encouraging others, and um, they wanted to fulfill whatever was lacking. But really, they learned their lesson. At the end of the day, the end of the campaign, there was nothing left to give. They kind of realized their fault. They realized their mistake. They missed their chance and they reflected on this and they saw that they should have really jumped on the opportunity and acted with everyone else rather than watch everyone else. Um, and they learned their lesson. When it came time for the inauguration, like I mentioned before, um, they were the first to give and uh, to be that role model for others. And actually that's why the letter Yud was the letter specifically that was missing from their name because the letter Yud is actually the smallest letter of the alphabet, of the Hebrew alphabet. It's um, a letter symbolizing Bitul, the selflessness, just a dot. There's no big character to it. It's just a dot. It's showing on humility that my whole self is uh, really uh, just to uh, um, describe a letter, to, to, to be selfless. And... Um, they, they realize their responsibility. And we could all learn from this. As I said before, we're all leaders, that we all should be um, imbued with this humility, not to forget our obligation, our duty, and uh, to really not only encourage others, but and not stand on the side watching and patting ourselves on the back, but on the contrary, standing with everyone. And the whole goal of our leadership is actually not only to inspire others to give and to do, but uh, to get ourselves to give and to do on an even higher level. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening. And um, let's celebrate true leadership together.